Hello, everybody. Welcome to Satsang. The uh, and uh, happy Mother's Day to those of you who are mothers. And let me get my now. I'm recording. Let me get Mike Zerbel's set up so that he is Mike. There's Mike. Okay, Mike, you should be good now. And all right, let's go around the room and just see who's here. We're probably going to have a smaller turnout today than usual, given the fact that uh, that it is Mother's Day. So let me get to the gallery view and let's let me go around the room. Barbara Smith, hello, dear. How are you? So nice to have you with us. Lee, hello. How are you, sir? Good to see you. And Betsy Powers, hey dear. Robin, Susie, how y'all doing? Good, thank you. And Mike Zerbel, good to see you. Tom Smith, I hear you're coming to see me. That's great. The uh, And Lloyd, I hear you're coming to see me, I hope. Thank you very much. And Ben, good to see you. How are you, sir? And Joel McNair, it's always a pleasure to have you with us. Good to see you. And Marsha Madigan, hello, dear. A pleasure, as always. Hey, Vince. Hey, pal. And Molly Gordon. Hey, dear. The uh, Kim Carmichael. Hey, Kim. Good to see you. Uh, and Jane, hello, dear. How are you? Great. Uh, Harvey, how are you? Thank you for being here. Kathleen, thank you for everything you're doing. Kathleen is a, is, a, is a big help. So is Mike Zerbel, both of them, huge helps. The, uh, and Christine, hello, dear. How are you? And my buddy Chris and John Wiersbel, but none of the offspring. And, uh, <laughs> and Allison, so, so great to have you with us. So Allison is new to you people, but she's certainly not new to me. She's been a student for quite some time and <clears throat> has actually entered the, uh, the, the teaching program as well. So um, now that we said our hellos, then I'm gonna go to Chris and let him tell us about the room and how that works. Sure, great. Um, hello to everybody today. Um, so um, if you uh, want to take your Chris, first. Huh? Hang on just one second. Allison, you know how to work Zoom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she just dawned on me, Chris, that she already knows. Yeah, no problem. Right, thank you. The, uh, and I, I didn't, uh, forgot who our newcomer was. <laughs> it's a, our newcomer's an old timer. So, um, <clears throat> And uh, Joanna, hey dear, good to see you. And uh, let's, um, <clears throat> so now, since we don't have to do the room introduction, let's just go straight to our minute or two's meditation. Let's just notice that sense of being, that sense of existence that we all have in common, as if there were all of us instead of one of us.
Great. Thank you very much. And uh, such good to have you with us, although you are a blur to me, sir, but it's oh, it's good to, there you go, now we're talking. The, uh, I thought you'd gone Rasta on me for a second. I didn't, I didn't know it was a hoodie. <laughs> so, um, and Joanna, I don't know if you heard or not, but good to see you, dear. And uh, I, I knew you'd wave if you knew. So, um, <clears throat> let's, let's go to our leadoff man. And Chris, you have something for us today? Oh, of course. Um, so I've got a couple things today from the record of Linji, who was a ninth century Chinese uh, Zen master. Linji in um, Japanese is Rinzai. So he was the founder of the Rinzai school. So the first one says, if anyone claims there's a Dharma surpassing this, I say it's like a dream, like a phantasm. question of course being whose dream is it <laughs> oh, that's the mystery isn't it <laughs> let's keep let's keep looking for him um let me do let me do some more here um my cursor here um Look at the wooden puppets performing on the stage. Their jumps and jerks all depend on the person behind. Yes, exactly. So this is kind of like something I read, Chris, which is that uh, I get to do anything I want to as long as uh, I like what the strings are doing. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, sure. Let's see. Um, this is actually, let's do, this is from a very famous modern uh, non-dual master, Kathleen Sutherland. Ah, good. <laughs> and it's actually inspired by you, Fred, but this is her, this is her version of it. She says, the one that isn't awake doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Nope. The funny thing about that one is every time I hear that, I get the electric bolt. So we can say that oneness is all that exists. And then we can come right behind that and say nothing exists. Mm -hmm. We're right both times. And then you can go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thank you very much, Chris. Philip Unbound, hello there. How are you, sir? Good to see you, London. And uh, let's see. Who would like to go first now that Chris has broken? He has not broken the silence. Silence is never broken. It's always just covered up with stuff. It's always there when we quit. All right, wise ones. Okay, Kathleen. Yeah, thank you. Hello, everybody, and happy Mother's Day. Um, yeah, I've been kind of contemplating that idea that um, 
the one who's who's not awake doesn't exist because so often I'll be like, I don't feel clear, I don't feel, feel awake. And it's like, well, um, it's sort of a twist on, can you find the one who's not awake? Because the idea is like, oh, you'll find oneness. It's like, you'll never find the one who's not awake because you are awake. So that's been helping me stay clear. But um, I love clarity and, I have a, a report that surprised me this week. I don't always love spiritual experiences. And, you know, being the a former high dog as someone who's like, you know, would never skip a little zing or something unusual or exhilarating. It's like that was kind of interesting to discover. And I've listened to enough um, interviews, reports, or read accounts and I have run across this before, um, that sometimes people will, spiritual seekers, finders, will develop cities, um, like powers to clairvoyance into the future, or they'll be um, very intense empaths and picking up other people's thoughts very easily. Um, I think a lot of it comes with like totally being able to read people's thoughts or maybe just flipping into samadhi very easily um you know a state where and i know you've had those experiences fred where just kind of unpredictably you're floating above everything and um some of these people said okay enough and they spoke to whatever whoever they're devoted to their higher power and said I don't want this anymore. I don't want the prophetic dreams. It's just, it's too much responsibility. It's distracting. I know you're out there. I don't need information. I don't need faith, which I think are the basic. That's really the only use or purpose of spiritual experiences. I just want to be in the ordinary extraordinary because I know all that's out there. I don't, I don't need it to be like tapping on me constantly. And I understood that more this week because, um, Boy, it's very powerful to read pointer after pointer. I noticed that when Nizargadatta, there's um, a, a YouTube video, well, audio out there, just of a reading of his pointers, like one after another. And if you listen to that, I forget how long it is, an hour or so, you start just getting like, whoa, getting thrown out into the stratosphere. So I was doing that with Fred pointers because um, a student of his, uh, Gordon, is taking the gems from every satsang and and putting them all together and i was going through this and editing them so after a couple hours of like fred pointer after fred pointer after fred pointer um it was kind of late one evening and i was a little headachey and it happened very suddenly it was just like a very simple pointer i felt myself being taken like i could kind of describe it as out of the body mm -hmm. it was like i was spinning sort of like up and backwards and i knew exactly what was happening and i was like oh no because i also felt like the oneness i knew this wasn't just being busy for some reason it was just like that's it and i was like whoa and then i thought no i don't want to go there it's like i got a headache it's like you know it's like no so i just sort of i sort of enjoyed the spaciness feeling but i willfully pulled myself back to plain old boring individual kathleen and it's like i don't need that i've done it it's there um but yeah it was interesting just 
to have that view of spiritual experience, which I think wiser and older sages usually say, it's like, you really don't have a need for that. Uh, it's nice and it's interesting, but it can also be quite distracting and you know, it's not going to last anyway. You're going to come back down. So it's like, okay, I know we're in the oneness. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need the direct experience of it right now. And that experience has made me more satisfied with it's fine just to be in the ordinary, extraordinary, because there's no difference anyway. It's all right here for us. Mm -hmm. um, so, and it occurred to me too, it's like, if I start thinking, oh, why am I not more blissful or more awake? It's like, you are, you're probably blocking it just because this is what you're used to. And you kind of, I mean, that was a big, reason for not really wanting to go there was just like I want to stay in the familiar mm -hmm. and so this has made me appreciate and I'll have to stop thinking of it as not being awake and not being clear but the mundane experience it made me appreciate that it's very pleasant actually to have things predictable and steady and not exhilarating so um yeah so I feel like I, I gained some insights from that. And the, the insights, as we know, are more, the download of information is more important than actually having spiritual right. experience. That's great. Thank you, Kathleen. The, uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of an ordinary guy, too. If, <clears throat> when I was drinking, if you had, if you had been able, able to somehow record my future and said, if you quit drinking, this is your future, I'd still be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> because it would look very dull to that guy, right? And <clears throat> because it's 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 not um, big God shot after big God shot and this and that and the other. It is the extraordinary ordinary. And Betsy and I are both in, you know, we're in love with it. Um, I'm still, I still enjoy a, a, a good spiritual experience. I had one this morning out on the, the deck, looking out at the backyard and listening to the fountain. It was just the wind in the trees and which, and it really hearkened back to the 2006 awakening when I wrote, recognized for the first time that I was the wind in the trees and <clears throat> that there was sort of an instant replay of that this morning. But um, you know, but it came and it went and it was brief and there was no, no sense of eh, when it left and no sense of, boy, I hope I can get this back or whatever. It comes and goes. It's part of this experience because spiritual experiences really, I mean, the, the experience aspect of it, it's really a character's experience, right? I mean, there is, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's a whiteness waking up, but then it's translated by the character. And I don't care how, if there's a, it, how much characters there or how little characters there, as long as there's a body present, then there's going to be some, there's going to be some fredness or barbaraness or whatever. It's just the way it works. And, and, and Ramana didn't think he was an individual guy, but if, if we called to him, he'd turn around. And because um, <clears throat> that's just what units do in that situation. That's what just, it just makes perfect sense. 
So. Yeah, and I'll just say it reminds me too of what you often say is like you are having an experience, a spiritual experience. That's what, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you can't get out of it. I mean, there are some that are a little more unusual, and yeah, and it, it can be nice for the ego. It can make you feel special and and all that. There's only spiritual. There's only spiritual experience. Right. It made me, like I said, I appreciated things being predictable and steady. That's a manifestation of spirit too, which is very powerful. In some ways, it's kind of surprising that we're not always in some being thrown from one weird altered state of consciousness to another when you consider how vast mind is. Um, to be able to be in a steady timeline and predictable life is an incredible achievement of spirit. So I can appreciate that now as well as a spiritual experience. Yeah, we worked, we worked for decades to get out of our ordinary lives and now we find out that we didn't know what we were missing. Yeah. <laughs> so we really didn't know what we were missing. It's nice to appreciate them, yeah. It's great to see you. Thank you, Kathleen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Joel McNair. Oh, hi, Fred. Hey, pal. Hi. I thought I'd uh, ask a question. Good. I was, um, being that it's Mother's Day this morning, I was reflecting a bit on on uh, my mother, on I think kind of like on uh, awakeness as it manifested through the character of my mother. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know I, I did a, 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 there was a large piece about recovery that helped me come to terms with my past. And, um, uh, but I definitely can see how my own awakening and, and my clarity has allowed me to just see more firmly than ever how she was exactly who she was supposed to be because awakeness is exactly as it's supposed to be. And I guess everybody is, you know, there, there was so much in my life before awakening that was like a lot of the suffering is in taking life personally. And uh, when there's no character to take anything personally and seeing through that character that does that, a lot of that just vanishes and uh, life is just happening. It's not happening to me. No, there is this is happening. But it, uh, in thinking about that on Mother's Day, it, uh, I, I began to um, think about and wonder uh, if you were raising a young child right now mm -hmm. compared to years ago, uh, how might all of this and being a teacher and all, I just thought it'd be interesting to hear you talk a little bit about how that might come into parenting uh, a young child, this, yeah. this, this whole thing. So what I would say with a with a child is that you want to be what you what what you want them to become. That's you exhibit what you want them to to come, exactly. and don't don't feel obligated to introduce weird stuff to them. The uh, which would I mean would be considered weird by you're not trying to free them from the bonds of the bond of their character <laughs> no because if you know if they're if they're under 10 they're only well actually if they're under under 100 they're only there part of the time but if they're <clears throat> under under 3 that they're there pretty much all the time and uh, under 6 more of the time under 10 still i mean i can remember i mean still very clearly that it was the dream world for me I mean, it, 
my, I didn't know, I had no idea what was going on. Right. I, I didn't know any more when I was 10 than I do now. And, uh, it was, so we don't, you have to condition children. We don't want to avoid conditioning. I occasionally will get email asking me, you know, how can I avoid conditioning my child? And it's like, mm. well, you can't. And, and, and you shouldn't. Because what we do is, is enlightenment <clears throat> is actually optional. The keeping the body alive is the is the job of the body on this planet. That's its job. Job. If it becomes a host, okay. That then now it's now it's keeping the body alive and it's a host. But the child needs to needs to develop on in under pretty much normal. The child will develop the way that you do. And so just bring him in or bring her in and they'll do just fine. They'll find this if and when they are supposed to, and you'll know if they're supposed to get it from you or not, because they'll ask. Mm. I wouldn't do much prior to their asking. And uh, I mean, they, it's kind of would be, it would be very difficult for you asked about here. I mean, it would be impossible for a child here not to notice what the heck I'm involved in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a museum and, and it's, and there, and there are books everywhere on, you know, <laughs> spiritual mm -hmm. and philosophical treatises. So if the child liked what I was, it would gravitate right toward, and it would say, you know, tell me about this. So let me ask, let me ask you about this. What about this do you think? And then you have, now that you've been asked, you have the freedom to tell them, but you don't have to spill the whole beans. Give a, do provisional teachings, right? Mm -hmm. And because they're, you know, they're, they're there part of the time anyway. So it's, it's, they know the truth. What they're wanting to, when they're asking you, what about this? They're sort of reminding you to tell them about the part that they've forgotten. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's the youngest person you've seen wake up? Um, I had, uh, I think I had a 17-year-old. Yeah, I had a 17-year-old wake up in my living room. Wow. Uh, it was the son of a psychiatrist in <clears throat> who was in New York State. And the psychiatrist wrote me and he said, we just need, a, just need one for my son. I'm fine. And I wrote him back as I would and say, okay, but just, you know, be open to the idea that, that you're not awake, basically. Mm -hmm. And because that's the usual way of it. And the guy got here, he wide awake and um, had been for 20 years. But interestingly enough, this is a good, another good thing to point out about the children is that he was unable to wake up his boy, his son. Mm -hmm. he, his son just could not hear it from him. 
Mm-hmm. So he flew down to, from, they flew down from New York one day and came and spent the afternoon with me and then mm-hmm. back and, and it was job well done. And mm-hmm. uh, so your children may, even if they ask, they may not be able to hear it from you. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you. It just the conceptual thought of something like growing up awake. <laughs> it seemed interesting. I hadn't thought of something like that. Everybody is growing up awake. We're yeah. just growing yeah. up less and less awake as we Less grow. and less awake, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Fred. All is good. Thank you very much, Joel. Good to see you. Good the see you. Uh, Marcia Madigan. Hello, dear. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I thought since it was Mother's Day, I might speak to Joel's uh, thought about that. Um, yeah. All three of my children have called me this morning. And starting when they were 11 and 12, I took two of them to India every year for... 13 years or so, to an ashram, and um, things that I was uh, experiencing on the, about waking up, and I, and I had a lot of awakening experiences, and you know that they have never really asked me about it. They went on these trips with me. I have a really cute picture of my daughter, who, when she was 11, and me in the ashram and we were talking about it this morning on the phone and yet um, if they don't ask I don't feel like I have any opening to say anything so I have never really um, tried to talk to them about any of this now partly what's interesting is the third child who is my husband's child so my stepdaughter never went on any of these trips and has like zero interest from what I'm able to determine in anything along spirituality. And that's fine. Oh, that's never come up either. She's never talked about it with me. And then even though I was um, quote unquote a spiritual teacher and all this, whatever. And then the other thing that's sort of amusing since we're on the Mother's Day topic is that my son's wife, so my son lives in Denmark, and that this is the child that I was visiting when I got to meet Robin and Susie a couple weeks ago, which was wonderful. His wife is, I introduced her to the three principles of mind consciousness and thought that some of you know about, which is a, a kind of a spiritual teaching, supposedly, so to speak, which is what I was teaching for 20 years. So I introduced her to this, oh, it's got to be about 20 years ago, and she actually did an internship in Hawaii with Christine Heath, and so some of you know about this, that's why I'm saying that. And um, she has recently rejoined the Three Principles community, sort of taken uh, workshops and, and become a Three Principles teacher, so to speak. You know, using terminology, some of you know what that means, and some doesn't. But basically, it's it's a kind of a non-dual approach. But the problem with it that I see is it's all about me. I, the teacher, know something that other people don't, and I need to teach it to those other people. That is the foundational problem of the thing. Which it took me a long time to see that. But I diverge. And anyway, 
the reason that I brought this up is because it is Mother's Day, and it's so interesting that if they don't ask, you can't do anything. That's right. And that's true in life in general anyway, because the energy isn't there for it. There's no opening. Then you just, you, there's nothing to say, which is true with everybody. So that was my little, I got in my soapbox about the three principles, but I needed to do that. So thank you for listening. Thank you very much. No, I think your experience is is uh, is actually very um, uh, is very useful. Very, it's 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 good to know about. And the three principles is good to know about because I'm teaching some so many former teachers. Uh, or actually, I'm teaching you're a former and. Um, uh, and I think Allison was uh, a former, but the uh, there are a lot of still still the, the clients who are still with that. And, uh, well, not a lot, but a few, <clears throat> which I don't understand how you keep those two things, those two tops turning at the same time. But the human mind is remarkable. The uh, so I like your approach. I mean, it's exactly. It's exactly how I feel. That's my also my my exact intuition is that there's just there's no opening until it's created, and that's the same way that I feel not just about children, but it's about your friends, your family. I mean, if you wake up, your family. I mean, you certainly you don't need. There's no need to share anything as a seeker. I mean, much, right? But if you wake up, your family will notice a change. And if they're interested in duplicating that or, or something or following that path, they'll certainly, uh, they'll certainly let you know. And um, when I, in early awakening for the first, probably certainly for the first year, um, I tried very hard to give this away when I didn't have it very well myself is the truth. Right. But there was an egoic pull then to share this because even if I couldn't wake you up, at least you could notice that I was awake. And that was to me just as important as waking you up, perhaps more important. <laughs> okay. Thanks to all. Uh, Betsy Powers. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Good. Great. Thank you. Um, I had a couple things to share, but I, but I want to um, just touch on the Mother's Day mm -hmm. topic because um, that's just so interesting. And um, I was so glad, Fred, to hear you say so definitively that, you know, there's no way that you have to be conditioned, you know, a, a child has to be conditioned. And I've had a month of um, really struggling with watching our five-year-old grandson, just five, get into the conditioning, um, whatever process in a way that just seems to be coming in stronger. He's had a lot of issues at preschool, if you can imagine. <laughs> but anyway, um, and, you know, there was such a, a resistance in me, you know, because of everything, just feeling like, oh, God, this little, 
pure little spirit, you know, is now got all this stuff glammed on top of him. And it just was making me feel really badly. But at the same time, I wanted to, um, you know, I knew, I knew that it was important to view it differently. So at any rate, um, it was good to hear what you said about the conditioning being necessary. And there are a couple things that I have started to do with him. So that I'll just offer up if anybody has young kids. And how old is he? Um, he's five. He's five. And it's, it's stuff that I do for myself. And, and one of them is just, Whenever there's an opportunity um, to say to let him know that there's different ways of seeing things, you know that there's lots of different. That's allowed. Views, Absolutely. You know? um, so that seems like a good thing, you know, just to be able to say yes. Some people look at it this way, and some people look at it that way, and it's always good to remember that there are a lot of different ways to look at things. So that feels like a positive. Um, opening a view because I say that to myself too whenever I I feel like a very a, a thought that comes through that's like a fundamental thought like I know yeah like I know um, I I pull back from it the other thing I've started to do with him because of of a YouTube I heard on Rumi poetry there was a suggestion of reading poetry maybe roomies, but not necessarily to children, regardless of the content, you know, not to be concerned with whether they would understand the content or not, but poetry can, you know, it's like a beating on an, an eardrum, you know, the, the sense of or the resonance of the sound on the child's eardrum or anyone's eardrum for that matter can give a sense of, of, I think the way it was described was, a sense of being kind of at home, you know, even without knowing it. So we've started reading poetry, um, you know. So anyway, those are just a couple things that I feel are, are somewhat skillful. But um, I wanted to say two other things initially, and one was I listened to your new video, and <laughs> the gem that just, you know, and this is sort of relates to what Kathleen was saying, the gem of that to me was when you said, and I may have the order of this wrong, you said, what you're looking with is what you are looking for. Or you, or what you're looking for is what you were looking with. Either and way. Either way, you want to say it. And I mean, to me, that just was like, <gasps> you know, because it just takes the content away. You know, it doesn't matter what the content is, whether it seems to be a spiritual content or an ordinary content or this content or that content, you know, it's just, it, it's not, that's not where the relevance is. So I really was grateful. I, I love that. I want to go back and listen to it again. And then just speaking of listening to things um, and poetry, uh, Rupert Spira just put, is reading a poem that he just wrote himself called I Am. It's on YouTube. It's about 24 minutes long and it's, it's really, really beautiful. It's lovely. I think everyone would appreciate it. It's a really beautiful poem and he's reading it himself. So anyway, hello everybody. Glad to be here. That's it for me. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Benzie. And I, as far as reading 
poetry or not if it's going to be just key and if the child enjoys it, right? It's the same thing. We might have a child that would enjoy me reading them Moby Dick instead of the child story, but um, if they don't, if if they don't orient toward it, then I'm not going to continue to do that. It's like a this is our practice. This is your lesson or anything like that, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't, you know, because I think trying to push something like that makes no sense. But for some reason, um, uh, Roger's pretty open to doing things with me. <laughs> He'll try just about anything. And then he tells me when he's done, you know. It's like, is this the last poem, Nana? Yeah, this is the last one. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You can't you can't force those things, but you know, if there's an opportunity, you might take it. So yeah. anyway. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh Joanna. Hello. Uh Joanna, I can't hear you. You need to unmute yourself, dear. There. <laughs> okay, now we can hear. Okay. <laughs> um, I have had like two or three weeks of clarity, uh -huh. and of course they have been great. <laughs> but I think the best part, of course, not totally of clarity. Sometimes I'm not, but. I'm able to get myself out of it because now I'm using like, I don't, I don't know if, if this works because I, I use techniques all the time and, and at the end they don't work, but this ha they have worked for a long time. Like I try to ask myself who is feeling that, for example, if, if it's a big feeling like I'm really angry or something, it's easy. But the difficult thing is when it's like, it's such a normal day today. Right. Why? And, and that one, I, I just couldn't get out of it because it was a normal day. <laughs> it was not any joy and nothing. So it was what I'm, and, and, and my problem was that I was that, it wasn't really normal day. And now my, my technique <laughs> is to, to say the feeling out loud. What, what is exactly, exactly the problem? And when I see exactly, I, I say this, this day is really normal, what, what is happening? And, and I keep saying everything. And when I say it, it's like so clear that it's that you can see the the feeling in the space you you don't you're not like identified with it i i i think that's that's what's going on and sometimes that doesn't work because i'm into it and i just try to see okay what percentage I mean it. Let me see how, how much am I identified. Yeah. And in, that, in seeing that percentage, 
I'm already out almost all the time. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Yeah, because because now, <clears throat> now you are watching the confusion. You're never confused. You wouldn't know what confusion was, because if we go back to what Betsy was talking about, then we are, you know, we're always in search of clarity. And the real key for us to remember is that we're already looking from clarity. And there's a, there's a video I had an idea for while I was uh, getting ready and I, I emailed it myself, put it in my little video memo file. And, um, and I want to do it, which, which is imagine that you were in the search of your skin. Like, where's my skin? It's got to be around here somewhere. I mean, I've heard so much about skin. And, and, I, and I apparently don't have any. And I want some skin because I hear it's just great. And you're in search of your skin, but of course it's your skin bag that is looking for the skin. And this is, a, this is our real, this is our quandary is that we go looking for something else when there's not anything else. We go looking over there, but there's no over there, over there. There's just this. And we project past and future and spend, at least until we don't. We for I'm so, yeah, the internet went funny for a minute. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So the... I forgot what I was talking about. Looking for somebody. Oh, looking for something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're looking for, it's like, I mean, you just, it's, you can't find this. You just have to notice that this is what's already going on. You just have to notice what already is. But we're in such a, we're on such a quest to add to the character's dimension. Right, just this about oh, I'm gonna really be something when I'm awake, and right, <laughs> you think I'm something now? I bet, but wait till you see the <laughs> super friend. And um, so <clears throat> it's we're in such a quest to add that we absolutely refuse to subtract, because nobody wants to subtract from their ego from, you know, and it's, nobody wants to see, because that's the key, is that, I mean, I've dealt with an awful lot of people in post-awakening, and the, it's, the difficulty is always, whether they wake up or they don't wake up, but generally speaking, even at, whether they, it, whether they wake up or not, there's gonna be a return to the idea of, oh man, I, I lost it, or I, now I can't find it, or something like that. But if you ask the question that you're doing, which is, who is it that's trying to find what? Or who is it that's trying to find clarity? When you, if you actually take the moment to do the exercise, and the way I describe it is that you take attention, just, you can, you can feel attention. You, take attention and you just basically turn it back on itself 
and go go and and I will I it will go inside where I think a head is, and um, and I look to see where that can I find an owner to that thought, and what I find is a dark field. That's all I can find. I can't find an, an owner to any thought, and in the absence of um, of an owner then the thought simply is seen through and it will typically be seen through and dissipate at the same time because that's really what inquiry is about it's not about getting rid of anything but you can notice that when you see through uh, uh, an untruth that you've been telling yourself you you may have to see through it more than once you may have to see through it many times if it's a if it's something habitual right well, the uh but <clears throat> you may see through it you may what i call penetrate it which means that it's, it's just gone and that can happen it can it, it but it'll only be in, in all in my experience, it's only going to be in that one line of condition. Because I, when I come very, very, very awake to the fact that my dog, Willie, and I are the same thing, I may never, I, may, I may, could go to the point where I never doubt that again. But that doesn't mean that I'll recognize the same thing with Jack. Right, like Willie and I, we're the same thing. Jack's a little strange, <laughs> right? Or Betsy's a little <laughs> off, whatever. And it, <clears throat> you, you'll see, and and what you, and the way it usually works is you'll see the profound, but you'll miss the subtle. And it, and you come back to that subtle, subtle. And my story here that everyone is sick of, I'm sure, is the, the bank robber that wakes up, <clears throat> and. He's a bankrupt. He wakes up, finds himself. He's a bankrupt. My God, I'm robbing banks. I can't do this. This is this is insane. It's just not not okay. I mean, it's just not acceptable. Thank God, I can still shoplift for a living, right? So he's seen the profound, but not the subtle. And never let better become the enemy of best. Better a nation of shoplifters than a nation of bankrupts, right? So it's. And allow that same thing always for yourself. You allow it for other people all the time. You know, when a, when a child is starting to walk and it, 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 it tries to take a step and it falls, you don't say, well, well, what's wrong with you? I mean, you just stand up and you just take a few steps. I mean, we coddle it and encourage it and, 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 and make it feel safe and, do, and all kinds of things to get it to take a couple of steps. And then that's like, oh, wow. Because that's a huge thing in a child's life to learn to walk. And we have infinite patience with, our, with, with that, it typically, and no patience at all for ourselves. And the, the, so that, and of course, not that there's a self here, but that'll be the belief. And as long as there is a belief in a self, there will be a second belief attached to that, which is that this thing is just not as clear as it should be. Right? 
it, this thing can't even wake up right. <laughs> well, I've got I've gotten struck with a bomb unit. <laughs> but I find out that that actually appears to be pretty much universal. That everybody's struck with a bomb unit. <laughs> because we all set these bars of achievement and, <clears throat> and all of that for ourselves that could never be met in, by anybody. And we understand that nobody else is getting that, but, but I should. Nobody, you know, nobody else in the neighborhood should be discovered by Hollywood but me. I'm a pretty interesting guy. You know, I'm that, that desire to be special. <clears throat> Yeah, that that's the thing. I, I feel like like for for what this has from this has happened like like since six months I've been now I feel finally free. Free from that the worst the worst day for me were the ones of confusion of of nothing because there was nothing nothing there there was a normal day there was and that made my day awful and i didn't i didn't know how because in able to be patient with somebody you have to know from where to be patient so if you're in it you're not patient when you're out finally your patient. That's it. That's it. And uh, I mean, and uh, again, if you look at the child, and and you're the child, and let's you take a couple of steps and go. Well, that's not going to work. And uh, and then d don't do anything, and th then don't take any further action. We just wouldn't do that. But we tend to do that spiritually at uh, as at some point. It's very difficult. It's virtually impossible. I don't want to say it is impossible. I don't know what's possible or impossible. But it is. But I can tell you, it was not. I didn't have the ability, and and it is virtually impossible to clear, and remain clear. On your own. But there is an overwhelming egoic desire to do so. And it will get and and it will typically win out. Like I've I've had I mean if it's laying there ready, it's just like um, Kathleen said she really likes being ordinary, and uh, I'm a non-practicing alcoholic, and I have found out that that dull thing that I couldn't that stand the idea of is just terrific, right? I love being I just love being ordinary. And I think this may even, I don't, I never connected the dots before, so I don't know this, so I'm just thinking out loud, but it, my, my sense of this teaching has always been, you know, stay the hell off of special teacher pedestal. And if you get on the pedestal, the pedestal, walk back down, pull yourself down. Because any sense of special and I'm ruined as a teacher, but the funny thing is, when I was homeless, all I wanted then was normal, too. 
when I was homeless, I wasn't shooting for Hollywood because I wasn't taking normal for granted. But when I was normal, I took normal for granted and wanted more as you always do. But I don't have that craving for more anymore, any longer. I really don't. And very content with, with what is, which means that more, if more of, I don't, nothing else, more, no more can arrive. I already have everything, but if something, but if more arrives in this character's life, okay. If such stuff is subtracted from this character's life, okay. Because it's the character's experience, not mine. Yes, but the thing is that each time I I notice the the problem in in a normal day that normal day immediately immediately turns in a special day just when i notice yes yes that's the extraordinary ordinary that kathleen was talking about okay yeah that's it is that when you when you notice this ordinary day it's just like wow look at this yes and oh, and <clears throat> Betsy and I say to each other, I'm, I'm just going to guess, say six or eight or ten times a day, we're lucky. Well, we say, we say a couple of different things. One is we say we're lucky, and the other one is we say thank you for everything. And Betsy is sort of my... She's not a stand-in for the divine. She is the divine. But when I refer to her, it's a blanket. Thank you for everything, right? And, and it can mean literally Betsy, because this I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Betsy. And, um, but it's also that which is beyond Fred's and Betsy's and Joanna's. That, just that. I'm thanking that for this experience because there's, and not that that is other than this. It's not. This is not other than that. But this is not equal to that by any stretch of the imagination. This, even when I say this manifestation, all of manifestation, this whole universe is not, I mean, it just doesn't touch that because that's untouchable we can know of it and there's some kind of thing that leads through but we can't know it directly because it, because there's no one there to know it directly there's just that it's but somehow it tips itself off <laughs> But, it, but, but you can't experience that. You know, when, when even people who report, you know, well, I went to the void and there was nothing and da, 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 da. Well, there was something there noticing that there was nothing, which means there wasn't nothing there. Because nothing is the absence of, I mean, nothing in that way. It's the absence of experience. And that's when, the, the, when the, where there's no sense of being. 
but the sense of being the sense of being is is the, upon that upon which uh, all of this is built on which manifestation is built is on the sense of being the sense the manifestation desperately needs the sense of being because in the absence of a of an observer there's nothing observed there just there's no observed it's so there the observer has to exist for there to be an observed and the uh, <clears throat> and the observed has to exist if there's going to be any knowledge of an observer because most of the time well i say most of the time because that's just the feel of it is that uh but i can't really report where i got that from it's just but it's a strong feeling the is it just you don't know yourself when there's no sense of being but it's not an experience it's just an absence of experience right it's like when you're when you're meditating and sometimes it happens like uh, I, I, I don't remember to, to fall asleep but it has ultimate the our meditation it has been like when i when i ended it has been like in one minute yeah and you, you don't remember being asleep but yeah you don't know what happened because what right, 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 right. sorry yeah. i'm, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry that you have a terrible echo you i do yeah you're there's massive echo Okay, let's see. No, you. Yeah, I know, I know, but I wanted yeah, to see sorry. if there was anybody else. No, I yeah, I can't understand what that is. The uh, let me let me try to switch over microphones to uh, the little camera microphone and see if that makes a difference. Thanks, Chris. I'm, it's good to know. Oh. How about now? Is there echo now? You have yeah, to see the other. Yeah, yeah. See, definitely still. Definitely still there is. So, so if, if uh, Fred turns yes. his microphone onto mute while others are talking, it should resolve. If I oh, if I put my microphone on mute while others are talking, okay. I try okay. Googling. Am I echoing? Yeah, I'm still echoing. Are you on mute? Can you hear? I'm still echoing. I'm getting ready right this second to go on mute. Okay, so yeah, it sounds good. I tried Googling to see what causes this problem, and other than what you're doing right now, I couldn't find any other answer. I don't know why. It's weird that it doesn't happen until about a half hour into the sound. What's happening is that the sound is coming out of the speakers, and it's being picked up on the mic, so that's why you get the, that's you get the echo. Exactly that, right. Oh, is that right? The sound, so it's my speakers. Well, I don't think it's just the way the sound setup is is such that you can hear me, right? And it comes out your speakers, and then your microphone picks it up and rebroadcasts it. So there's always this double. Oh. 
But it's not the beginning of satsang. That's what's so weird. It was fine for a good 20, 30 minutes. That's the mystery. Okay, yeah. Let me try something. Just, just a little um, microphone away from the speakers a little bit. And as Fred gets warmed up on the satsang, he begins to speak a bit louder until we get that feeling. Okay. <clears throat> okay, how about, is this any better? Is it still there? Can you hear me at all? Okay, let's see if there's a still there. Can you hear me at all? Yeah, I can definitely hear oh, you. My, and my, my sound was off. I'm sorry. Okay, so we can definitely hear you, and there's not an echo. The uh... yeah, it appears to have resolved. About now, better or worse? Um, so what, what, oh, the only way we can test is if somebody else talks. I better go back here. There's a little bit of echo on you, Chris. A little tiny bit. Okay. It's, it's cleared up a lot, though, because, Fred, it's never you who echoes because it's coming, the feedback is okay. with you, now, but I'm, now I'm not I'm echoing. I'm hearing it because I've transferred to this little microphone. You still hear it, though? No, I think it's cleared up. Uh, and I can't hear you, Kathleen. I, for some reason. Uh, oh, really? Can anyone else hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I don't know what I've done, but I can't. I can't hear anybody now. Yeah, Kathleen sounded good. Maybe a little hollow compared oh, to perfect, but sure, my very intelligible. Yeah, the echo is gone now, and the echo occurs because the uh, oh, I see, I see, I see. I just had my I, I hit the volume with my finger, and it's very, very sensitive. So it had just uh -huh. gone down to nothing. So you can hear me now. Is it any women? Is it is it any better from here? Um, we have to try. And now the echo is back. back. Okay. So how about now? Still testing. 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 Yeah, still echo. Okay. Yeah. How about now? Hello, hello. That sounds better. Nah, it's still a little echoey. Okay, we'll just have to go with the on and off and I'll write Zoom. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. It's weird how it kicks in about after a little while. Okay. Fred, you're muted. He muted instead of you being muted. You're right. No, no. That's right. Okay, I'm muted. Did I get through with the last question? 
I'm not hearing. Uh, uh, note did not get through with the last question. I'm sorry, say that again, please, Rick. Uh, no, I did not hear the last question that you were trying to get through with. All right, so who asked the last question? I went through Joanna, and then I called on somebody else. Is that correct? It, so, Robin, you're go ahead and unmute yourself for a minute and tell me what you're saying. Okay, okay. how do I sound? You sound like Let me mute myself. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to, I'm just going to lower my hand. And if anybody says I'm echoing, just wave and we'll try and fix it. Uh, well, I just want to get back to the, um, I'm a father of three. And I realized this morning that it's conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. Um, I mean, it's not just one way. It's not just uh, me as a parent doing the conditioning. I'm getting conditioned by the way the child is meeting me. Uh, and we all arrive on this planet with this uh, huge bag of uh, tricks we call conditioning from the DNA or whatever, or the environment. And uh, I realized that uh, as a father, I've been mothering my children, if you get the point. You can still mother your children in, in a, like a, a kind of a negative way where you're, you're so uh, aware of their needs or over-aware, over-caring. Over so you actually create, you create a kind of a dependence which can be difficult for them to uh, get, get out of. And I realized that this morning that, um, this is just an example. There's, there's a, a pattern here of uh, being afraid of letting people down, being afraid of not being the perfect father or a pattern of trying to be a better father than my own father, which has its own implicit criticism, which is like, he was fine. I mean, there was nothing wrong, really. You know, I mean, I know that from where I am now. Uh, so, uh, but just the, the pattern of, of not wanting to, uh, um, I don't know the word properly in English, but anyway, I'm, I'm just using a, 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 a euphemism, like letting them down to, to um, not be there for them. It just means I'm over over aware, over over caring, or, uh, and being there all the time. So when I'm not there in any any kind of normal situation, they might feel uh, that they've been let down because I've sort of over been overdoing it, putting too many layers on. So I've created a kind of a symbiosis by being. Is this too far? Are you still with me? Is yeah, anybody I'm following, I'm following you? Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was just to sort of to, to to give this some nuances that it's conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. Let me I mean, ask you a question. Pardon? Regarding, let me ask you a question regarding yeah. children. Uh, <clears throat> so, would you be overprotective if you didn't know what was good for them? Would I be overprotective if I didn't know what was good for them? Uh, <laughs> my pants just fell off. I don't know what I'm talking about. Here. <laughs> uh, uh, 
because we don't. That's my, that's my conviction. I'm convinced. That's your conviction. And that's what needs to be, that, that's what you can look at. That's what to inquire into is I know what's good for my children. Is that true? Mm. Mm. Right. And if, if, if you can, because I don't even know what's good for this unit because I aimed toward bringing this unit to some sort of wonderful apex and I wound up living in a park. Mm-hmm. So I'm convinced that I don't know what's good for this unit because ever since I quit trying to steer the boat, it's been just like that. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what's best for anybody. I don't give advice yeah. because or I may get advice, but I typically, prior to doing so, will give myself the out that, look, I don't understand what any unit should be doing, not even this one. Mm. I don't know what this unit should be doing until after it's done it. And when it's done it, I can see, wow, perfect job. Mm. Because it's the job was done just as it was supposed to be. Mm. It's not my idea of perfect accounts and it's not your idea of, I mean, what could be good for your children is is for them to fail like hell. Mm. Right. And Mm. find out that daddy's not always going to be there. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I I had a divorce uh, 20 years ago, so that they've been living with the consequences of that too. Yeah. And you know, but you can only carry that divorce guilt so far. Yeah. 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 And just they're adults mm. and um, they may need to fail. I need, I had to fail. We have um, Betsy's brother, perfect case in point. I don't know what he's going to do tomorrow, but ever since her parents died, he's been getting better and better. And this is a, this is the violent bump, right? And, uh, but he, they never let him fail, mm. which mm. means they just enabled him nearly to death. They enabled it and they enabled him until they died and they would have enabled him until he died. If they hadn't died first, that's the truth. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. uh... Yeah. Great. (laughs) Is, is my echoes any better at this moment? It's fine. There's no echo from you, and I hope not from me. Okay. I turn my speakers that way. I'll turn them. Yeah, right. Thanks, Rick and Chris, the two of you. The, uh, well, I think we, we got something working. Thank you, Robin. Now, um, let me go to Lloyd. Hello, Lloyd. Hey. Um, I have a couple of questions that uh, came up uh, recently. Um, listening to your tapes, it struck me that um, this whole idea of awakeness surrendering to the unit suddenly just, you know, disappeared for me. I, I have no idea what you could possibly mean by that. And maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, it, it is exactly what I'm telling. The awakeness surrendering to the unit is simply because there's no body. But what I'm saying, what, what I'm really saying when awakeness surrenders to the unit is that, is that awakeness surrenders to relativity, meaning that this is the way it is. Oh, it's, there's, there's, 
this unit does what it does. It this actually this what I'm suggesting to Robin is that awakeness surrendered to relativity. Awakeness surrendered the unit's world. Then because we are so unhappy with these units. In post-awakening, we're unhappy with these units because we're not awake to the this moment. And even if we've had a, a, a great awakening experience that lasted for 12 years, I mean, I, I once worked with a Buddhist monk who had been, uh, you know, he was like for awake for 10 years and he had, and then something happened and he began to believe thought again. And he would, had not, um, I think, I think he'd actually been a, a, a practicing monk for 12 years. And uh, then somehow it, he lost it. He began to believe thought again. And what the, what's the, and, and the first thought of course, is that I'm afraid I'm this unit. And then the second thought is just automated, which is, and there's something wrong here. So recognizing that this is as it is, it's not right or wrong. It's not good or bad. It's not up or down. It is as it is. <laughs> right? Okay, so uh, if, I, if I can pare it down to the bone, relax. Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Um, that that helps. And, relax. it reminds me of Krishnamurti's famous definition of enlightenment, which was something like, um, I don't mind what happens. That's it. <laughs> that's what he's telling you, is that a whiteness has surrendered to relativity. That's exactly what he's telling you. Okay, that's awesome. Um, another uh, short question, or who knows? Uh, uh, some uh, non-dual teachers are keen on the idea that if you, um, if there's awakeness, then spiritual seeking, which is generally a big burden and for many of us a huge part of our identity, that can also relax. <laughs> that is. The idea of holding on to spiritual seeking, even in the form of trying to be clear, uh, is a kind of heavy baggage, which uh, really we should feel free to drop. I've cut three videos in the last week. I can't remember which one I'm in, but I'm, I'm confident that in, in one of them is, is, the ex, is the words that it's actually not critical that you wake up. Mm -hmm. It feels critical, but it's feeling, but you feed that by chasing it and you right. feel like you can't not chase it. And maybe you can't not, who knows what that unit's going to do, but <clears throat> allowing this moment to be as it is accepting this right here. I mean, the, one of the biggest moves that I ever made in, in my clearing process <clears throat> so to speak, was um, coming to recognize that I was awakeness, whether I was clear or not. And therefore, if I was clear, great, I'm consciously awake. And if I'm not, I could consciously recognize I'm unconsciously awake. I mean, I could, I could, I could still see that, even if it was just intellectual, it didn't matter. It's just that, it's because let's not downplay the intellectual over here, right? That's where we all start. And, <clears throat> and, and it's never jettisoned here. I mean, I still, 
I'm not an intellectual, but I read books that are written by him all the time. And I talk to him all the time, just as you and I are doing the, uh, so, um, I've answered the question all over answer if I go any further. Okay, so if, um, if we don't mind what's happening, and then we notice that we mind what's happening, then obviously we shouldn't mind minding what's happening. <laughs> yeah, and you can back up as far as you want with that. Right. It's <laughs> right. Just, there's always going to be another, there's always going to be a, a, another step back. But is there some danger of, I mean, the ego is so notoriously clever, I can't help thinking there's a possibility that one could kind of slip into some kind of um, complacency, maybe well, based on the intellect. But, well, I, I woke and, and um, so I shouldn't mind what happens. And so uh, fuck it all. It's well, fuck it all is not complacency. That's a decision that has happened. It's that's now your practice is fucking it all. <laughs> Sounds kind of attractive. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and, it, and it, it's, just, we don't really have that, but, but, but although we don't really have a, um, a free will there, it is important that we use what will feel like, um, the ability to choose. The, um, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. It's not free will. It's I've forgotten. Anyway, the uh, there will discrimination. Discrimination will work. The um, is is that what we have to do is use discrimination to our best of our ability. In other words, that's the character's job mm -hmm. is to do its best. I did a video last week where I just said, "Do your best." Do your best. Do your best. And that's what I'm saying. The same thing is relax, right? Mm -hmm. Do your best and don't look back. When a decision is made here, there's no one here to make it. But I still try to my utmost to live this thing to the best of my ability. Even who's saying that? Nobody's saying that. But it feels like that there's, it can feel like there's someone here that um there's we have to surrender to the inevitable we if we're saying i'm going to sit on the couch and fuck it all that's not surrendering to the inevitable if we're saying well this i'm going to endure this well actually we did have you know last sunday we had a workman in our house and he said god almighty he said um, <clears throat> the universe does what this is really true. What he said, he said, the universe does what it does, but I don't have to like it. And he's right. <laughs> he was right over there. And I popped up and said, no, you always have the option to suffer. <laughs> Which <laughs> it's enduring suffering <clears throat> is not the same thing as acceptance. Hmm. It's because if I'm suffering, it's because I'm trying to accept what I know shouldn't be happening. Right? Instead yeah. of 
observing that which is happening and observing the idea that there's a screamer saying, this shouldn't be, but at the same time, there's a quiet voice said, saying, it's all right. It's all right. Because there's only you. So regardless of what the show is, you're playing every role. You're the director, you're the, the stage guy, you're, you know, you're doing it all. You wrote it to play and you're every actor. There's just you. So everything, this comes back to, we live this life as if it matters. We live this life just as if it really, really matters. That's because everything's important, but we don't have to carry the burden of actually believing that all of this really matters. Everything's important, nothing matters, but everything's still important. And that's the that's the that's the way that that's the way that's been pointed out to us by those who've come before us for thousands of years. Yeah, we. It seems to me we suffer, or at least I can say, I suffer from time to time with the inbuilt expectation that um, awakeness should mean that uh, I'm high. I want to get high. Right, right, I, want to, right, right, right. I want to feel bliss. I want to feel the big current of bliss. And then you listen to a few people's experiences, and oh my God, they've got a much better enlightenment than uh, uh, than anything here because they're just riding the current of bliss, you know. And well, let me uh, ask you a question. That, of course, it's total bullshit. It is total bullshit. <laughs> let me ask you, but let me ask you a question, right, straight up. <clears throat> let me talk to you. Do you suffer? No. <laughs> but only if you want me to be honest. I'd rather complain. I'd rather complain. There we go. Excellent job. Excellent job. That's right. That's right. Because suffering just means there's identification. And there's nothing. And we can notice that there's identification at large upon the vast majority of the planet. And we are the ones thinking we have got it. But for all we know, we are the ones that are missing it. <laughs> and they've got it because they don't have to mess with all this stuff. <laughs> that may be the preferred state, right? The, uh, and, and so it's just, we just want to keep open about all of it and ultimately comes back to everything can, counts. Nothing matters, but everything counts. Some things are important, but nothing matters. Just come back with that. Come back with that. That's the, and that is the, that really is, it's the mantra of my life. It's the way that, it's the way that you balance relativity and the absolute. That's it. That's the equation right there. That's it. Right. That's exactly it. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, always great questions. Thank you. Great talks. Tom. Hello there. Hi, Fred. How are you? Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm fine. Or actually, I've been I've been suffering uh, throughout most of this uh, sad song, and uh, uh, I, I've been perhaps uh, understanding about one percent of uh, what's been going on, and uh, I just I just feel like crap. Um, 
I just, you know, I have not been understanding people. People don't understand me. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just where I've been. And I'm, you know, I, I just needed to get on. I, uh, I've heard some phrases today that uh, I, you were just talking to, I think, Lloyd, and um, something was said. I could feel myself turning, uh, starting starting to clear up. Uh, but I, I don't, right now, I don't remember what it was. So, so but anyway, I just, you know, I, Fred, I just needed to get on here. I and, get it. Yeah, okay. I get it. Yeah. So and, go ahead, please. No, no. I, well, I don't know what I want to say, but go ahead. So mm -hmm. there's been a, a for, for the unit, there's an experience of time. You're beyond space and time. And when you're, when you're, when you're experiencing time, you can always, literally, when you're experiencing time, you're dreaming. So what we want to notice, to do, we just want to interject into the dreaming that for whatever, however long it's been, whether it's two days or two weeks or two months, but it hasn't been two months because I've talked to you when you were very clear in the last two months. So for, for a few days probably, you've been believing you, awakeness, which is what you really are, have been believing the story that you're a Tom. Um, are you? No, I'm not a Tom. Very good. There is no Tom, is there? No. But the, here's the but. It, it just. Isn't it Tom's butt? Yeah, it's just Tom's butt. See, the funny thing is, is that when we're identified as a, as a localized unit, we go into the fog of misperception and believe that this is for us. So this should be going the way I think it should. And if it's not, I am going to stamp my feet and throw my food, right? And I'm gonna stamp my feet and throw my food until I stop believing that I'm a Tom. So what you, the question is though, who is it that believes it's a Tom? Can you find the, the one who believes it's a Tom? No. I don't understand anything. Uh, is it necessary for you to understand anything? No, it's not. Great. It's not. Great. It's not, a, it, you know, but I, I, wish I, I wish I could just grasp, you know, basic concepts. That I, but I, I just, <clears throat> I'm just, just like an abyss, I just don't know anything. I don't. I don't, let me, let me, let me tell you. Look so, at anything, right? It just goes on and on and on. Yeah, because it will. 
It'll go. That's the way. That's the way Tom's life is. Yeah. And that's and it, and and Tom's life will always be that way. Fred's life is still that way. If I want to go back and can't actually don't have the option, but if I could go back and live as a Fred, <clears throat> I would find the same sucky world that I did 15 years ago. So it, because that's just the way of the Fred story, right? Is that it's, things are not going my way, and they should be. And there is. <clears throat> I know that I'm just a dot within a dot within a dot of the, of, of the universe, but damn it, it's my universe and it should be going my way. And if it's not, then I'm miserable and I'm going to be miserable as long as I insist on believing that things should be other than the way they which includes right now a grumpy a, a, a grumpy Tom. Yes. Right. It's just it's okay. Yeah. When I when I'm when I'm grumpy, I, I you know I can kind of catch that somehow and say that this is what is and this is it's okay. This is what life is. This is how life is coming through me mm-hmm. in this moment. Uh, is that it? Just this is how it is, and that that seems to release a little bit of the pressure of it. Right, that's right. Yeah, it's it's there's a. But Fred, I just really wish I had a clue. Yeah. So so well, the one who wishes it had a clue will never have a clue. Right. That's the truth. Yeah. That's. Yeah. So I. No okay. one, the okay. one who's talking will never get here's my Here's my testimonial. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I, I, don't, I don't have a clue. Um, Sounds I, like you've been I, reading my testimonial. <laughs> I don't know what's, I don't have a clue. Don't, please don't listen to me. Okay. Um, you know, if, if you don't think, this guy, you think this guy doesn't know what he's talking about? He agrees with you. That, yeah, you know, he does. He 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 knows that he doesn't know what he's talking yeah, about. The me too, and that's the that's the thing. If you know you don't know what you're talking about, you're okay. Really, mm-hmm. that's the that's the. It's, if you think you know what you're talking about, that's when we suffer because we yeah. think. But I mean, there's but there's people there's people that depend on me to to. Do something. I mean, to, uh, to do what? To have a grip. What's the, well, you seem to have, since I've known you, you seem to have a very stable life. I don't think you're letting everybody down, Tom. I think you're letting Tom down because Tom is not reaching the levels of Tomship that it should be. And it's, doing the only thing it can do, give that unit a break. Yeah, let that go. This, it's doing its best. I just, let, that, let that go and see what comes out the other side, I guess. Yeah, just let it, just, 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 what if every thought wasn't that you have? What if every thought wasn't important? No, it's not. Right. No thought is true, but when you believe them, they feel true and we suffer.
because they will feel true only to the character. No thought will ever feel true to awakeness. But I mean, there needs to be somebody here. Oh, you are you sure of that? Because there yeah. hasn't been for the last sixty years. Yeah. So I don't know why. I'm, I'm not sure of that. Yeah, I'm not sure of that. What have you been doing up to now? What have I been doing up to yeah, now? What have you been doing up to now? You feel like you're failing so bad. I, I, I don't know. I guess it's a charade. I guess I've been I've been <laughs> bullshitting bullshitting my way through. Uh, the reason I ask that is that I have to confess to you that I came to recognize, and I have to come to recognize that still sometimes. But um, See, it's not that we're actually like giving up control of our lives or anything like that. You can't give up what you don't have. So this idea that I should have control, besides it being so upsetting to you, it's a lie. Because there's no I behind that. The one who wants control is not awakeness. I guarantee you that because because you're, you're all you're doing is speaking to my experience. I don't know what's going on. Well, I don't know what I'm talking I'm, about. I'm announcing to the group. I, I give up. That's a wonderful place to be. See, I, folks, I, I give up. I, Fred. That's fine. Yeah. Good. Because the the suffering is actually your best friend. And I know that's hard to take when you're suffering, but it's the truth. Yeah. Because it's forcing you to live in clarity. It's, mm -hmm. it's yeah. showing you just how miserable Tom was. Say that again, Fred. I... It's showing you just how miserable Tom was. It's the, it, it's, and, 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 and can still be, and there can be suffering, if there, there can be suffering here, and, um, and it, what, what, what will cause that is that for a moment, there'll be a sense that I'm afraid, and, and given that I'm afraid, I mean, you should, people should be doing what I want you to do, and I notice that you never, never are. Right, is you just won't listen. Okay. So, but thank you, Fred. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, that was very good. I'm very, I'm very pleased to have you come on board with that. That's that was actually that was a whiteness in action, whether you can see it or feel it or not. Right, it's it's not really up to you. <laughs> Jane, hello, dear. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, and you are, I hope. Yeah, I wanted to uh, report what appears to be um, the unit having a bit of a, a, a glimpse of something. Um, there are patterns that arise, and a pattern that had gone away that didn't seem very helpful started to come back a bit over the last kind of few days. And what came up with that was initially the wanting to fix it, wanting to, da, 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 da. and then quite quickly, fortunately, it, it became clear that uh, a more helpful 
thing would be to surrender. But that was, that was Janus going, right, I'm passing this over. I don't know what to do here. I'm passing over. And for the first time, almost simultaneously, there was a sense of, I don't know, a, a counter to that, like the, the absolute surrender, which, which came as like the allowance of, and it was really interesting to be in this very, par- like can't really get words for the paradox of, I was lying there in the morning with a sense of a unit surrendering and the absolute surrendering back with its allowance and its love. That's it. And like, that's like, it. like oh, it's all, it's all language for something that can't be language, but it's like, oh, that's what Fred might be saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and, and just, it, and, and, and everything stops, you know, it, it was then kind of got up and get on with your day and stop, uh, you know, going down the rabbit tunnel of all of these things that need to be fixed. And do you notice that upon this paradoxical set of surrenders, that this thing just kind of goes for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's the joy of it. It's starting to see those moments where like, despite this attempt, it's not really possible to put it into a logic. Yeah, right. No, just, because we can't understand this. I don't understand this. Yeah. The yeah. mind cannot understand this. I mean, yeah. three or four pounds. And it just knows it understands everything. It's, it wants to hold everything that's outside of it, right? It'd be just like a rabbit coming up to me and saying, you know, I'm the center of the universe. I mean, it would just be insane if it was a rabbit. But if I say it, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I suffer like hell, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and at the same time, it's interesting how the specific pointers and the language that you use and the way that you repeat these things yeah. that does provide something of a structure or a framework that yeah. then occurs to the unit on occasion and, mm-hmm. and you know, and allows that, you know, to unfold. It's really interesting. That's that paradox as well. <laughs> there is constant encouragement for awakeness here. That's all that can be done. Because there's no other, there's just awakeness, yeah. and as it as it's as awakeness is coming through this unit, it's seeing very clearly, and it sounds like it's seeing pretty darn clearly through that one as well. But when there is clarity, then we don't. Then there's nothing for us to get right. That's where. Tom could relax because there's nothing for us to get right. Is that, that is that Tom has set a bar for Tom and nobody else has that bar. Only Tom set that bar. Nobody even knows that bar is there, but Tom has set this bar way up high. Well, you know why? Because if I set it way up high, I can't, I can't reach it. And then I can suffer. And I can be right because we can be right or we can be free, but we can't be both at the same time. And that you chose freedom. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting to me that when I, I have had some of these little glimpses and the next thing is usually, 
Right, breakfast, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> breakfast or, or cup of tea or what, what am I doing now? And it, it's not, it, it's, it's move, it, the next thing, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a dropping away and yeah, a moving That's away. fine too. Yeah. Because living in Kathleen's uh, extraordinary ordinary is just fine. You can have it. You can have it. Enjoy a cup of tea, whether there's a profound insight or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, sugar, sugar, uh, sugar milk, um, or sugar and cream, and profound insight. I'll stir it all up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't have enough profound insights to get me through the quantity of tea I drink in a yeah. day. So, that's, oh, so. <laughs> so, it, so it feels like that I've, I've, I've run out of profound insight. So I'm having to suffer through this tea the way everybody else in the world. <laughs> Poor me. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's only, yeah, just a short report. Thank you. Great. That's beautiful. Thank you very much. Ben, let's hear from you. Fred. Hey. Um, I was wondering if you could speak a bit on uh, wholeness, which was the video you did. Yeah. Uh, three videos ago, I think. And um, I was just interested by that. So I can't actually speak on wholeness because there's nothing but wholeness here. I mean, in other words, if we really want to go there, Ben, then there's there's only wholeness, and what would wholeness know about wholeness? That have to be a that have to be a something other than wholeness for wholeness to know it, and there isn't anything other than wholeness. So wholeness can speak of of, of itself, but only to itself. Right. I mean, that, that, that's the that's that, that's the thing is here is that there's there's one subject. And experience. There's one subject. And imagination. There's just one subject, any and going to be imaginary because that's that because that's what you that's what you this experience even see i mean we, what is a dream it's an imagined experience isn't it we have nighttime imagined experiences and 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 we have these daytime imagined experiences. but we call this one real but that's like chung zoo and the butterfly and chung zoo looked at a butterfly and went and, and kind of came to a sharp alert and he went, oh, boy, um, Zhu was dreaming he was a butterfly. And then he said, well, or am I a butterfly dreaming that I'm a Zhu?" <laughs> and uh, that's the, that, that's the nature he's just pointing out. No difference be between the nighttime dream and the daytime dream, except for that one is believed in and one is not as as much but people still believe in their dreams i mean people people just died to tell me their dreams right i mean just telling you guys that i mean i don't even like betsy telling me about her dreams but she but i but i allow her to and sometimes they're funny i don't i don't mean she's not allowed to i just mean that 
Um, there's, I don't know of anything less interesting than somebody else's dream. Because they're there, right? They're telling you, uh, they're going to, into great detail about something that didn't happen. And then, no, and then nothing. <laughs> this, mm. yeah, you said you said it was a bit deeper than one less. And, uh, uh, mm. Oneness is oneness is I am I it, I am oneness that nothing. Say that again. I am oneness said nothing. It's in other words, you, you get it? This, this is an experience that, that in it, and, it's, and it's very convincing. And we take it deeply, deeply seriously. It's important, but nothing matters here. Nothing, nothing matters here. Nothing. The, 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 the Nisargadatta said, Guru's coming, I noticed that Guru's come and go and not much changes. And it's, the same can be said, uh, there's sunset, there's sunrise, and there's the day the earth falls into the sun. How significant were the days prior to the, when the earth got fried? I mean, what, what, was, what was it all leading to? It's not leading to anything. This is it. Because I, I left a comment on the video. I, I said, um, when you talk about wholeness, are you, are you talking about when the witness and the witness... And I wrote you back and told you, yes, that's exactly yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. Right. But, uh, and the witnessed would be oneness in this case. Well... Oneness is imagined. Oh, yeah. So there's an experience of oneness, but it's not oneness. You're what's prior to oneness. Oneness is an experience. Ing. You're experiencing. You actually are the verb experiencing. That's what you are the verb experiencing or you're the or, or or you're the verb with no experience you don't know yourself then there's a sense of being an octave like this and then there is the unit dies and there's no and then that that, that we're just right back where we start because nothing ever happened there's nothing going, I mean, you want to do wholeness. There's nothing going on here. Nothing. There's no teacher. There's no student. There's no satsang. There's no computer. There's no earth. There's no Britain. No stars, no moon, no Jupiter. No warm kittens and fuzzy dogs. None of that. It's all a dream. And it's, but we can't say it's just a dream. Because how do you say, this is just a dream? It's the most, I mean, it's unfathomable. It's great entertainment. 
there's a there's an old video of yours um, in which you you talk about different uh, stages, and you say that first there's usually a witness stage, usually, and then there's oneness stage, and then for some there's prior to manifestation, but I can't tell the difference between the first and the third. Well, the first is there's somebody in a witness state. That's, that's where you're not, not really a non-dual experience. It's a character entering a, a believed character. In other words, the, the idea of a character is coming to see that there's a witness state. You're on the borderline there. That's what's just prior to uh, a non, the, the non-dual, is that I am, I am witnessing all of this. I am watching Fred's movie. In the in the final witnessing, there's no I. There's just the witnessing. There's no, I'm not. There's no I'm watching or I'm doing or whatever. There's just none of it. And so, I know, uh, I know you can't really call it a stage, but when you talk about wholeness, are you talking about what's beyond even that? If you take, sort of put it. Well, in, in, well, wholeness. This well, we're ta- actually when you ask me what I'm talking about when I talk about wholeness, I can't talk about wholeness Wholeness can't be talked about. I mean, I tried in that video, and I, and, I, and I'm trying now, but wholeness can't be talked about because there's no one to talk about wholeness. There's only wholeness, and there's no one to talk two about wholeness there's only wholeness there's, there is no about wholeness there's only wholeness it is is and what wholeness is is when we when oneness is everything with a little dotted line around it and wholeness is no dotted line, no in and out, no here or there, no before and after. Because it feels like the dotted line is what separates what's prior from oneness. The the, the dotted line, it, there, there's no separation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's the it's it's the no line line, but I say dotted line because we understand we can kind of follow that idea. So there is there's no experience of the dotted line dropping away because there's no dotted line. In the same way that what we can notice is that there was no bend that dropped away. What you noticed was, huh, there's no bend, right? How about that, right? Fred Davis wanted to wake up to the truth of God, and the truth of God woke up to Fred Davis, the fiction of Fred Davis instead. It's just, it's always backwards. It's always backwards, and you can carry that. It's, I can't find where it's not all backwards. 
set. But any concept is backwards. I just, I don't, I just, because it's a concept that I'm holding. I believe in this concept. I don't believe in that concept. This is true, but that isn't. Nothing's true. But nothing, we can't say it, that it's untrue because there is, there is this experience and this is as true as anything else. That's close enough in my book. So when you say oneness has a dotted line. It's a mental line that protects us from this experience. You can kind of get, I mean, you can kind of get your mind around a little bit. You can kind of get your mind around oneness as long as you confine it to manifestation. And that oneness and manifestation are synonyms for each other in this teaching. Oneness, manifestation, and frankly, consciousness. They're all, you can use any, you can use those interchangeably. What I'm talking about is what is prior to conscious, what's consciousness, what's prior to oneness. Oneness is a, you know, just a desperately trying to say that, but we could, we could almost say, we could say that oneness is, that oneness is having a dream of oneness. So there's this experience. Hmm? So yeah, oneness is having a dream of oneness. But then what? But then is so wholeness is both. Or wholeness. We can't talk about wholeness. <laughs> you want to understand it, but it can't be understood. Yeah. I can't understand it. You can't understand it. That little red brain I've got. It can't understand it. Rabbits can't understand it. This is simply not understandable. And the single largest lead I told you about when I gave up being uh, confined by, captive to different states was a huge move and it was a huge move. The single largest move other than initial awakening itself was coming to see that there is no understanding this, nor is there any need to. I don't understand what's going on, but in the absence of a story about what should be going on, it's quote fine when we're just talking. That's the bit. What ego is is ego is a story of, is the story of what should be going on for me. It has nothing to do with wholeness. <laughs> Except for that it can't, it can't, that concept of ego cannot exist anywhere other than wholeness. <clears throat> but we don't want to say it's part of wholeness, because wholeness doesn't have any parts. And so when did, when did you start? Because something had to happen, right, for you to come up with that as a... I don't remember anything happening. I just remembering noticing the truth. That's the truth. And I'd have no idea. So there was no, there's no cause to that. There's no way you can make that happen. There's no way to practice for that. There's just... <clears throat> just... <clears throat> 
notice the truth. It's in the same way that Ben can't come to see that there's no Ben. Only a whiteness can notice that there's no Ben. Otherwise, Ben noticing it, there's no Ben, that's the booby prize. Real prize is when a whiteness notices that there's no Ben. And there, and there can be an experience of being further plagued by this prior to consciousness thing. Most people will not have any battle on that. Because it's, it's, just, it's just seen to be beyond. But some of us, part of the entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. Part of the entertainment it seems to be driving these things crazy. <laughs> it's, it just feels like it just feels like my experience is changing. Um, Which experience is that, my? Which my is that? Your experience? Are you having experience? Or are you? See, just notice that you're not having an experience. Well, no, you are I, experiencing. I just mean, yeah, but I just mean it's, it's changing. I mean, it's not mine, but. Experience is, is change is what experience is see that which is that does not change experience literally is change that's what relativity is it's change it's this one going to that moving toward that one and that one moving toward this one and it does this eternally and it creates the illusion of and the experience of not even call it illusion Let's just say that there is an ex experience that that no one has. See, that's the thing is I want to know about my experience, but no, it's not like that. There is there no one has the no one's having this experience. See, there's no other than this experiencing. Your your experience is not changing change is being experienced and there's no your in it to be found anywhere right because notice that in the absence of change there's uh, there's no sense of being sense of being is what if we're stricken with whether we ask for it or not the sense of being, the sense of existence <clears throat> is the original plague. And, and we come to believe I am, and that's not true. But we come to believe it. And once we believe it, now we've got a pretty good idea of what I am and what should be going on. That's now we're off to the races. I am is the doorway, I mean, I mean, excuse me, not I am, but the sense of being, that's the actual, that's as far as we can go. Because it take, would take the sense of being to, to, to know about that which is prior to the sense of being. Can't happen. Same, it's the same idea as the character coming to finally ex experience the fact that there's no character. Do the math. So that's the thing on this. It's just to recognize there's no getting it. There's, there's only getting it. 
there's no got it. Right now, there's an experience of getting it, which means that there's experiencing without at least this moment, without desire or complaint. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Deep into the pool. The, uh, so thanks to everybody. Very fine meeting. The, uh, glad to, glad to have all you, all of you here on this day. Let's see, let me, before we part, let me see who I might have, um, who I might have missed, uh, saying hello to. And, oh, hey, Kelly, you showed up. Glad to see you. And Sach, I mentioned you, but I didn't see Priya until right now. Hey, Priya, good to see you, dear. And Richard, hey, how you doing, pal? Good to see you. And is there anybody else that I missed? See, you, don't, you think I don't know if you're here or not, but I do. <laughs> I know if you're here or not. And hope all of you will be here next week. I'll see some of you during the week and all of you next Sunday. Love you. Bye-bye.